And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Social Media White Noise. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, Ted, but we've had complaints that the intro's too long. Bugger. Anyone who has the privilege of people going through hard times. That was Nick Butler. And this is Social Media White Noise episode... You can't remember the episode. 93. 93. Episode 93. And that is Andy White, a.k.a. Uh, yeah. Dr. Pod, who's introducing this episode of Social Media White Noise. Uh, sorry for not being around for, uh, is it two... I think we missed at least one show, didn't we? We were bored. And it's all my... I think it's my fault. I think I was ill and, and stuff was no, going on. No, it's, 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 it's neither your... It's the bad. core value of this show is we do it if it's fun. And if it stops yeah. being fun, we stop doing it. We do. That's so it wasn't, it wasn't it fun for the last two weeks, then? No, we weren't having fun. <laughs> we were being too busy. In today's um, show. We are in Carmella's Deli. Oh, yeah, let's tell everyone where we're... See, I've forgotten the format of the show already. And I am Nick Butler, a.k.a. Loudmouth Man. Of Loudmouth Man. And I am Andy White. Aka Dr. Pod, spelled out fully. That's the bit that I already introduced you from. Dr. Spelled out fully. And we're in Carmelis Deli. And we're going to talk about a month's worth in of Horsham, stuff. In, in Horsham. In 30 minutes. We're in Horsham as well. Yes. You can probably tell from the sound, it's, it's not bright. It sounds more market towny, more cafe culture y, yeah. Yeah, 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 more yeah. sort of, you know, conservatory. Okay, right, let's. Uh, yes, yeah, in that today's fell show. Flat. Um, UK government to subsidise rural broadband. Talking about that. Come on, this is this is fun. We've got tech why? city organisations. Why are we spend? Why do we have taxpayers' money going into tech city organisations? And even more exciting, open standards have been adopted by the government. And whilst we're talking about adopting open standards, a single issue party has formed in the UK called the National Health Action Party. Interestingly, is this the end of the antivirus era? That is a juicy one for a technically minded. And finishing off the technically minded thing, the European Central Bank reporting on virtual currencies. It's my old favourite topic, the Bitcoin. And I love the way you put in brackets, warning, contains PDF. Absolutely. Nobody wants to <laughs> click on a link and discover it's PDF. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was quite shocked. It's <laughs> like, surprise PDF, who needs it? I did a quick indraw of breath there, like, 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 like that bloke off... Big Bang Theory. What's his name? Uh, the, the, the tall thin one. Do you ever watch it? Sheldon. Sheldon. He, I lived with a Sheldon. He speaks like this, and then he takes a big breath, and then he goes to the next one. I lived with a Sheldon, Did and you? I was genuinely a Leonard. And when I when I was um, you're more uh, laid when back, was, when you? I was, and he had a, a really hot girlfriend. When I was, when I was a, and, and I married her as well. Um, uh, when I, I was a folks, lodger, Sharon is right. <laughs> so I'm not saying what I said. <laughs> <laughs> What are you laughing at? There's a whole carry-on moment going on there in my head right now. Anyway, uh, yes, I, 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 literally, we, we were both computer geeks and and very technical geeks, and we uh, were lodgers. This and sounds in a like house the words to Hume's league song. And Nick. and we were, we were lodgers in a house for which we there was were no, both there was geeks. no, there was no furniture in the living room or the dining room. Right, there was minimal furniture in the kitchen. Andy was just like what's the minimum that we need to exist here and and that was it and and you know and he was like six foot tall and incredibly geeky and really smart a really smart guy compared to me I mean just like miles ahead of me technically more uh, intelligent just, than you Nick is that and, possible and, and, and there's a lot, a lot of people who are way smarter than me it's just I make sure people don't get to meet them first sorry about that strange farting sound with the left channel don't know what caused that that was my mic it wasn't me farting I promise that but anyway um, broadband rural broadband Nicholas mm. So UK government mm. get the approval from the European Commission to subsidise Euro broadband. Now, I'm pretty sure we have heard this particular press release before. In fact, I think if you go back to last year, there was a summit held in West Sussex mm-hmm. where um, MP Jeremy 
hunt uh, came down and um, uh, discussed. And of course, I think it was Nick Herbert covered in for him for the morning. Um, and they were discussing the fact that there was going to be six million pounds released from government coffers in order to subsidise rural broadband initiatives um, outside of West Sussex. Because the thing about West Sussex, despite being in the south of England, as it's located, we still have a number of exchanges which operate at below ADSL speeds. Like, like they're like, you know, they, they can't put ADSL on them at all. And they were saying, oh, it's great, we're going to have this money. And, and BT were there, and they told about how they were going to help and what they could do and so forth. And Action in Rural Sussex were there, and they discussed about how wonderful it would be to do all this. And, and when we got to the end of the day, I put my hand up in the usual troublesome loudmouth man sort of way. <laughs> I asked a very basic question, so where's the price list for all of this stuff? And they all looked at me blankly. You see, it turns out that BT require that councils sign a non-disclosure agreement to not discuss the price lists and the installation costs of broadband in the areas as they implement them. And that was kind of like, uh, really? That's a surprise, because that doesn't seem like it's a very smart thing to do from an open standard sort of point of view. Um, but that being said, I, I said, I said, well, why is it that you guys have been in- installing telephone lines in Britain for the past few decades and cannot give us a price per household for installing a telephone line and ADSL? And they said, well, you have to understand it's really difficult to plan this sort of thing. And, and I said, no, it's not really. We've had ordnance survey maps and street maps and Google maps are now available for you. And there are these guys called uh, quantitative surveyors whose job it is to walk into an open field and decide how much material and costs and manpower and time will be needed to put houses in there. So if these guys are qualified enough to do that, I'd suggest they're well qualified enough to look down a line and say, yeah, you know what, to fit out this this village with this many houses for this much broadband this will be the cost which mm-hmm. if you then give the costs to the councils they can then take it to the finance committee and the finance committee to the council and they can then decide to spend the money and they agreed I mean, there's a whole video on this which has subsequently been taken down but they agreed this was not a bad idea that well, we should be able to do it heckling. there's a video of me heckling Jeremy Hunt three times asking well, the questions who took until, the video? and this is West Sussex County Council video who took the video who took the video yes. West Sussex County Council okay. took the video. Okay, and and it was hosted, and it's and no longer hosted. And they took it down. Yes, it's now gone. Why did they take it down? I don't know because they would say something like utilisation, space, time, whatever. West, here's, here's, here's the thing. Please, that County Council, why did you take the video down? Here's the thing. The price list has never been forthcoming, yeah. despite the fact that it was agreed to be a smart idea and it would make the life of parish councils and county councils easier to plan for rural broadband initiatives. So now we have this new rural broadband boost for Broadband Development UK. The government's plan to ensure that 90% of the UK population have access to superfast broadband. I'm seeing the same thing with a lack of delivery and still no... But there's a difference here. Isn't the money coming from the European Union? Is that what's happening? I'm trying to work out what's going on No, this is this is the scheme that the government are proposing is being agreed by the European Union not that there's more money coming in Okay. however the interesting thing about the £6 million was if the £6 million wasn't spent it would be taken back into the coffers and used by the government well we've reached the end of the deadline and I don't think any of that money got spent it, it seems the most. It was the most amazing piece of jam tomorrow marketing I've ever seen. We're going to promise to give you money if you can spend it. We're going to give you no help to spend it, and we're going to give you no direction to spend it. But there will be lots of consultants who will turn up, and they'll take a slice of your taxpayers' money to spend it. And then at the end of that process, it doesn't get spent. And we're seeing this again. I, I, I genuinely think we're going to come around to next year and see the same thing again. Well, it, it could be a hat trick. 
It would be an absolute hat trick. If it's a hat trick, we should do an entire show on the hat trick and expose it for what it is. We'll get into it because it does sound like a bit of a wow, wow, wow moment. Wow, wow, wow. You mean the trombone thing? Yeah, yeah. No, as in the ambulance. No, the, the tr- trombone thing. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I mentioned about this thing called open standards. Are we going to open standards? Are we? We're 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 we going to skip tech city. Tech City organisation. Well, we'll come back to Tech City organisation. Let's do it a different one. Let's randomise the order. That'll, that'll keep them on their toes. No one's paying attention to what we say. No. They're driving along, mostly thinking, no, hang no, on. No, no, no. I'm I, trying to get my head around this, actually, because um, open standards. I didn't know what friend meant. I, I thought they just misspelled friend. But friend apparently means, I've got the definition here, because it mentions friend very early on. Uh, friend is a legal term that stands for fair, reasonable and non-discriminatory and is typically used to describe patent licensing terms. And I'm going to make an assumption that um, RF, which they also use next to friend, I'm guessing stands for royalty free, but that is a guess. There's a simpler mechanism here to, to yes, absolutely. It's... it's um it's it's a fantastic feature of most sort of government paperwork that you can get ha- you can get wrapped up in abbreviations and content. Mm. The specification here, in terms of why this is a success for us, in terms of technology, is we're looking at both the mechanisms for tendering for projects, the software projects, as well as the legislative and infrastructure framework. And what they're interested in here is. Are we looking at tenders that would actually benefit companies that wouldn't long-term benefit public? Or are we looking at tenders that would be open and clear enough so that decisions and processes being made can be examined as well as information provided by it can be examined? That's the first thing you need to get into. You know, mm. you know, we, we go all the way back to non-disclosure agreements for settling BT's costs with councils versus actually... If you're providing a technological answer to the council, then uh, it should be a mechanism that's open and easy to understand. Now, um, there's a quote that comes in here that says, Software engineering will become a profession more like medicine and the law, in which practitioners earn a a fair hourly reward for their experience in interpreting, evaluating and applying knowledge. Current models which restrict the sharing and development of knowledge are certainly counterproductive and arguably unethical. Open source is the future... All we have to do is build it. Oh, I say they built it here. Now, there's a distinction to be made here because open source is not the same as free software. Does it link the two together in that? It doesn't link the two together. Okay. They're simply talking about open source software. And what, what is important to understand is that open source software isn't necessarily cheaper. Free software is not necessarily cheaper either. But open source software can still be structured by a license. Hang on a minute. Are we, not, are we getting open standards and open source mixed up here? Exactly. As, oh, sorry. Was that the point you were about mm. to make? Sorry. Okay. That having a I'm glad I said that because it makes me sound really intelligent for once, doesn't it? Having a discussion where we talk about open standards yeah. and then we integrate that by talking about open source yeah. can, can conflate the misunderstanding of the benefit provided through open source software and open standards mm. um, this is a this is an area that is going to remain more foggy despite the fact it will appear to be clearer and it'll be like this, this is amazingly open and what it'll be it'll be like opening the bonnet on your car and realising that well it's great you've opened the bonnet on the car but I still don't understand anything that's inside here well, and they'll say to you, one, people and that, might, that might be bidding should shouldn't they 
and as it will, the people who are bidding, but it's the people who are outside of that process who don't have experiential oh, okay. knowledge. People that write articles like this to be, or or instigate articles. Because like this. You, you should be able to. It is like in the same mechanism that we have that says uh, modern vehicles yeah. uh, are pretty complex and have have unique devices in them that cost pennies to make but cost thousands to replace. We should be able to say, well, why is that? But without knowing how to be able to identify that that is a mechanism that will cost you, it should it go wrong, you won't ask better questions. So we can be more open and still have less value. You can give me so full access to a cautious. garage. This is good, but be this cautious. is good, but be cautious. Yeah. We can yeah. have full access to a garage and full access to the contents of the car. Yeah. But if it's still nothing to us, if it turns out the components that make up what we need to achieve to repair it are still locked to licenses that restrict us from accessing. Yeah, it's like, well, you can happily buy this thing from three different places, yeah. but you can't make it yourself. It's interesting the comments as well, actually, Nick, because I, I noticed that the, in fact, the very first comment made reference to, well, it was first when I looked at it, I think there's been another comment since, has been uh, referred to the health service, because, because we had that horrible disaster a few years ago, wasn't it? With the, yeah. Did they call it the backbone or something? It was such a, like, like the sort of medical database. the backbone. patient records database system that yeah, has which, never come to fruition. Yeah. Was yeah. it canned? Was it officially canned, that it's, project? It's been it? officially canned, although it still exists in some <laughs> variation because it exists. Right. Because people are committed to it. And what, why did it fail, in, in, in one sentence? It failed because it was a completely closed architecture in the consultancy. So there was a, an awful lot of consultants and very few developers. Right. It failed because there was an awful lot of management and very little delivery. Okay. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Okay, so there wasn't early... Um, they didn't go agile, which is like early delivery, frequent delivery, so uh, high visibility. One of, the, one of the things that you'll hear MPs sort of bouncing around nowadays is the awareness that many of the successful software projects today have been developed by people in their bedrooms and in their garages and... Mm. That's where they. That's where they are, yeah. and and they're not being developed because you poured thousands of pounds of money into the heads of a few people, and they've come up with a product. What about this successful? big society thing? Why doesn't the government just say, "Hey, all you geeks, come up with a system for our NHS. This is what we need," and, and, and we'll there reward is those the facility that come up with it for somehow. that. There is the facility for that to happen, right? Which is part of what open standards should be about. Yeah. However, the um, the flexibility of government systems to be able to, because what you would have is a number of people who end up with um, the sort of basic sort of quangos versus versus um, oligarchs, it's, a, it's people who are in control of things and, and there are some people who will have a you know, they'll, they'll have a, what's the phrase I heard the other day, that was, uh, you know, they'll have a stake in this, they'll have a horse in that race yeah. and they'll, they'll so, so for them it'll be, they'll want that one to win because there'll be a reason why they want it to win um, that can create a competitive market but a competitive market is healthy for consumers but not when that competitive market is led by a few decision makers okay. because that's not a competitive or open market and it's just a very small market that's competing on a very narrow set of scales that are again not open Right, Nick, I'm just so, aware of time. We've yep. just come to 15 minutes. Come Why 15 don't minutes. we, just before we talk about, um, quickly mention the Tech City organisation and then move on to the Pirate Party, should we just mention briefly at this point? We have no sponsors. We have no sponsors. We are sponsorless. We are sponsorless. We're relying we on donations and just residual funds to and buy it, the coffee. It comes because I didn't pull my finger out and talk to some of our previous sponsors. Oh, Nick, don't be too hard on yourself. We're both busy. 
you know. They're it's, both busy. Um, uh, but as as ever, if you are enjoying the show, go to the website to find that donation button and drop some donation pennies to keep paying for coffees. And for those of you who've done it in the past, we really do thank you again for keeping the coffee conversation and cakes flowing. Fantastic. Right. Here we go. Brief, briefly, briefly uh, Tech City Tech organization. City. Well, look, here's a great example. We mentioned previously about you pour a lot of money in at the top, you get an awful lot of consultants mm. who make an awful lot of promises on how things can be delivered and things don't occur. There is an attempt to recreate the success of Silicon Valley, the success of a, of a central technological village that builds out a lot of investment and creativity and opportunity mm. and programmers, and that creates investment and that creates opportunity and that creates wealth. Silicon Valley didn't exist because somebody decided that's what should happen there. It existed because that's where people came to. There wasn't a government initiative that said we need to have... There wasn't any United States initiative that said we need to create Silicon Valley. Mm. There was never a United States initiative that said we need to create Hollywood. In fact, Hollywood itself was created because a bunch of filmmakers left the East Coast, headed away from patent issues in the in the East Coast and headed west and founded Hollywood. Silicon Valley exists, you know, that, that whole infrastructure exists more because of the, the sort of the dynamic of companies like Microsoft and IBM, etc., and those developers being in close proximity to each other, but it does not exist because taxpayers funded the concept that there should be a community who will help encourage investment in a centralised area. So is that and what I, this is? Is that, is that what yeah, the Tech, tech City Investment Organisation is? Tech City is, <laughs> you know, it's at the forefront of driving growth and supporting some of our most innovative businesses we want to see to continue to thrive. So why am I thinking Quango? What, what, yeah, why is that, exactly. Why is it just yet another small group of individuals in for which money is poured in, they go, we'll be the consultants to help you manage that, but you'll need to pay us a fee for us that to happen. Oh, and we'll need an organisation, and we'll need, to have a, we'll need to have a CEO, we'll need to have somebody trusted, and we'll need to have a few of our friends who are really good at understanding how to promote this stuff. And I look at this, I think, excuse me, in the whole of the UK successful projects I mean there's, there's, a, there's the UK lad who, who developed Sumly that's mm. like a top 10 yes, in that, iTunes yes that was a recent right? news wasn't it he's yes. not Tech City London no okay then we've got the company that, that helped build Buzz Out Loud the very successful PlayStation 3 video game architecture they weren't London then we have the guy who actually built TweetDeck he, he's not London and we've got the girl because this is associated with is it do- near Dockland somewhere the this is the Shoreditch this is the Shoreditch, Shoreditch area right, okay. so, so, so here we go I have to say, why do we honestly think that we should take money from the government and spend it in such a focused area as this and, and, and say, I'm yet to see, I want to know, because I don't live in London, so, excuse me, why, and I'm a tech person, why on earth is this being spent? I want justification for this, and I want to see actual results, not new people awarded, new people brought into new what positions. What would be a better way of doing it? What would be a better way of doing it is not to try doing it at all because it right. doesn't work. Right. There is no but successful there be implementation. Some, so when we get the smart guys like that, the guy that did bit, um, suddenly, suddenly, should there be something in place that sees him and helps him? No, because he it? he was successfully achieved what he needed to do. Okay. What he needs right. is better architecture for him to be able to do it, which would be better broadband, okay. better. Internet access. Infrastructure. You know, what, okay. and what we need is to build more of these opportunities I, is kids at school learning to code. Yeah, grassroots. Not consultants, grassroots. Yeah. not consultants in committees room learning yeah. to build coffee machines. Mm-hmm. 
that's what we need to do. We need to sort of realise that we build up this opportunity. So we build things into the infrastructure to encourage more of the Sumley guys yes. to happen. And we make it yes. easy for those things yeah. to happen. We turn around to banks and we stop. We, we say to the banks, you've got to make it easier for e-commerce sites in the UK. Because it is a nightmare. It what, collecting be, payments? Just, just, just setting stuff up as an e-commerce company yeah. with a bank involved, mm. that's a nightmare. Oh. So, so there's two things that we do. Don't I, get I, me started I'm on tired banks. of reading about Tech Please. City because Tech City is nothing to do with Tech UK. Which is a lovely segue into something we're not going to talk about next. I want to save it to end. Let's talk about the virtual currencies at the end, but quickly before, Pirate Party. So, the NHA, the NHA Party, that's on Twitter, NHA yeah. Party, they are the official newsfeed of the National Health Action Party. We're already familiar with a single issue party known as the Pirate Party, who sort of set up in terms of trying to build awareness of the issues of copyright and restrictions of copyright, digital rights management on the modern world. Yeah. National Health Action Party is addressing the issue that our National Health Service is is faltering because there's an attempt to try and keep it privatised, run it down, and again, add too many consultants and add too many managers above. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to hand out to doctors control over things that doctors are like, we, we don't actually want to want to manage this stuff. There's so an interesting NHL- programme on in a, in a few nights' time, actually. I think it's tomorrow or the night after, about this kind of thing, stuff happening in the NHS. Sorry, I interject. But it's a, Carry it's on, a single issue party. Yeah. And this, this from Good my point of view, I think this is a great thing because I, okay. I, I've having having worked with two separate political parties now, I can honestly say from my experience that they are the wrong structure for a modern democracy. They are the wrong structure for. I mean, apart from the fact that we suffer a huge amount of voter apathy because people keep looking at parties, and people voting on issues. And they're looking at parties and they're looking at representatives and looking at candidates. And, so, and, and whilst all those mechanisms fit quite well into the structures of the media who can set up A versus B arguments, and they, they fit quite well in terms of outrage, in terms of you can have these group of people who are assholes or these group of people who are assholes. And I have to say that inside every one of these parties there are really great people and there are really terrible people. But the issue that we have in the National Health Service in terms of saying, well, actually... As a member of the UK, I want to see my government do everything it can to support and build and grow what we have there because it is a valuable service to us. And it costs money to run and it's, and it's a cost that I want to see paid, not that I want to see budgeted for and managed. Nick, can I just throw a bit of a spanner in here? Yes. Uh, you used a wonderful phrase, and I won't say the context we used it in, but I love the phrase, meat puppet. Oh, yes, okay. the meat puppets. Now, is it not the case that... Um, the political parties and the quote-unquote governments that we have today is not in charge. They are simply meat puppets of the large corporates and the banks who really run the show. Uh, I think that's a perception that is... I think that's a perception gained from uh, experience that you have on sitting on one side of the fence. And I feel that when you realise that an awful lot of these people who are involved in making decisions in government are relying on <coughs> they rely on information from both civil service and from people who approach them and give them information so the idea is they aren't necessarily experts in that field but they can go and talk to experts in that field so if you understand that what you do if, as a community is you say how do we find out how to get experts in that field to go and whisper in the ear of this person and tell them these are the issues that we're having and need to be addressed mm-hmm. 
our our politicians should be should be they are our proxies they should be there the, the people who get elected in should be there to represent the constituents and the electorate that is actually there the, 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 the purpose of why they're there the fact that a company like the National Health Action Party can exist on things like Twitter mm-hmm. and can grow up grow up a quick awareness by using tools like Twitter and social media and, and you know the online content demonstrates that there's a single issue that you can create that you can then form a sort of fairly cohesive issue about that says these are the people that we want to represent the spoken ideals of what we want our representatives in politics to understand we want them to represent it they're they're very keen here to just get MPs into parliament so that they can destabilise some of the conversations put a better debate in have better clarity so instead of having people who are talking because they've heard best advice that may not necessarily be the best advice but is advice in the interests of that's what they're attempting to do here Mm. I mean I I bring them up not simply because I say this is great we should go out and vote for them but I say we should have more single issue parties that are focused on core issues we should should have one that says broadband in the UK is as important as the roads as canal systems were and railway systems are and road systems are we should have that and if you haven't got that then we are going to keep falling behind I love what these guys are doing I just want to bring attention to them because I honestly believe that uh, something like this setting up so quickly is a demonstration that we are moving and shifting our views as to how we're handling our democracy because we can communicate faster online and we are not waiting to be told by you know the structures above us waiting to decide what we need to hear that's a good thing that's definitely a good thing okay just quickly then uh, what's the next thing can we change a topic this antivirus the end of an era yeah I found this stunningly interesting actually about the, 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 the complexity of new attacks well I mean what's your opinion of this I have to say, outside of Microsoft Security Essentials, <coughs> Sorry, outside I mean, of Microsoft Security Essentials, I do not, I do not install antivirus software. Now that's interesting. Why is that? On Windows machines? On Windows machines? Well, on Mac machines, I don't bother, bother with antivirus software. Yeah. Um, I actually use a service called DYNDNS right. as my DNS provider. Yeah. And what that what that creates is that if there's a website that I'm about to go to that could be harmful DYNDNS intercepts the, the request for that website and pops, pops me to their website and says don't go to the website. So do, do DNY DNS maintain a list of dodgy websites? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of act like a, a, a stage one filter. Okay. The stage two filter is I run Chrome so if I think I'm going to visit a dodgy website I run Chrome in incognito mode and that means that there's no none of my plugins are available to the website, so everything's sandboxed. Okay, that's interesting. So you think Chrome's a, from a security standpoint is a good choice? Yeah, if of you browser. have if you have a browser that lets you run in incognito mode in complete sandbox mode. Yes. Then the third level I have on Windows machines is Microsoft Security Essentials. Yes. And of course, the fourth level I now have is Windows 8. But I'll talk more about Windows 8. Okay. Next show. All right. But Windows 8 and Windows 7 are leaps ahead of where we're at so yeah. the antivirus era the, the, the era of trying to target viruses by pattern recognition doesn't make any sense anymore yeah you know? which is essentially what this article is saying it's saying that that approach is, is and it talks about a few new companies that are taking a different approach some of which are being quite secretive which it's kind of a, figures I guess it's a pretty good article that should draw your attention to the fact that um, implementation of antivirus is now 
crippled because the implementation of user access controls that say add your password that now train users to think must be okay it's asking for my password because viruses wouldn't ask for passwords which isn't the case and so we have that next level I mean we, I've, I've got a Twitter DM today from somebody who says why are you in this video with this person ruffle be ruffle ha ha and I'm thinking yeah your, your account is compromised and sending out DMs to everybody yeah uh, it's somebody said to me uh, I got this email from you you're obviously being hacked and I said well no you have an email that contains my name yeah. at most you could have been hacked and it's your address book that's sending back to you yeah. it's just the name it's not actually from me yeah. and I said well look at the headers does it say it comes from Google no can't be me then but you know it's just yeah, it comes on to the identity things I talked about in an article last week it's a rich and complex subject and it's, it's you know, I, I, I can honestly say that with bring your own devices like iPhones, Android tablets, Windows Surface, we're moving away from do I need to install antivirus? We're just not there anymore. It's not the thing, you know, it's not. It's, it's, I think to, to use a quote, a joke I heard on Reddit, you know, if I were antivirus software, where would I be? And it's like, well, about 1998. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But let's go to the future. Let's let's talk let's about the future of things. And we've talked about banks, and we've talked about progress and money. And um, the next article may contain PDFs. It is a long PDF. It's a very long. I've PDF. skimmed it. It's it's a bloody it's good read. Fifty pages. Fifty-five pages. Yeah, 55 but you know, pages. five of those pages are basically pictures that tell you that the other pages are about to contain content. Yeah, that, well, and that's right, yes. The aim of this document is to... The, the aim of the aim section of this document is to tell you what the aim of the document is. But it starts about page 30. The importance of every good report is to tell you what you're reading, tell you why you're reading and it... And to tell you what you've read. And to tell you what you've read. Okay. Just the middle few pages of what you want to go for. And then to repeat that consistently. Ah. So, it's a... Could you sum up what the document says? It's, it's a summary of the current position on virtual currencies in terms of availability, market value and risk to traders, risk to buyers and vendors and it's notable because it talks about second life Linden dollars and it talks about Bitcoin currencies and um, I'm going to do a search for Bitcoin but it doesn't talk about EVE online and I think that's interesting because EVE has its own currency mechanism and EVE is a game that incorporated an economist into their development community to help look at how to manage their online economy what we're considering with things like virtual currencies is an extension of what we're beginning to see in the trading of time on SIM cards in um, places like you know Africa and, and China where Instead of trading money, you trade minutes on a SIM card, and you've got because it's you know it, that the SIM card has has been bought, it has minutes on it, it has a value, and it just oh. turns out it's like well actually I've got four hundred minutes on here, I'll give this to you for that. And of course, it's a system. That's, the, the the core thing about a virtual currency for an awful lot of virtual worlds is they are outside of the function of value added tax, sales tax, and, and income tax. The B. You institutions know, and the banks well because they have a mechanism that means that banks aren't tracking so so if you wanted to launder money it's a great mechanism yes. for crime 
And that's always thrown up as like, well, because of crime, we shouldn't do this. Because of crime, we shouldn't do these things. It's just kind of, it's, you know, it's a ridiculous argument. It's like somebody, it was the, the thing I wrote about recently, which is uh, uh, an MP who said people shouldn't be filling in their names falsely on social media sites. False names lead to crime. And I thought, that's amazing, because authors have been using false names to write under for decades, and we don't have serial killer authors. We must we have, according of. to them. But that's the case. Yeah. You know, that leads to terrorism. Virtual currency schemes, it's a great read. It's fantastic to see the European Central Bank are looking at it. They're looking at it because what they're starting off with is needing to provide information to a community, such as other politicians who are saying, we don't understand this, what does it mean to us? And of course, the, what it actually means is the potential risk to destate, not destabilize, that would be the wrong phrase, but to remove the trending opportunity for a bank to be the sole, sole repository of yeah. wealth. It removes the centralization of the control of the currency and it removes the ability of banks to take your money simply because they can. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> because they control the system but that debits can, and credits money into your account. Equally with Linden dollars, you could have a Linden account. But is that because it's centrally controlled? Okay, you could have a Linden account on Bitcoin? Second Life. And it can happen with Bitcoin if you lost your wallet. Or if you put your wallet but on an online service. who would benefit from... If you lost your wallet, who would benefit? Whoever stole the wallet. Oh, OK. So someone nicked your wallet. Somebody okay. nicks your wallet, they got or the money that's in your, your wallet. wallet. Okay. So, so here's the thing with Bitcoin. Yeah, but that's true of normal currency as well. It, but I was like, yeah, there's no well, centralised... OK, but here's, it's not true of normal currency because the UK pound sterling yeah. exists as a physical entity that you can actually lose and a bank card, which you then have to justify that you haven't lost. Yeah, you have a bank I'll just card. I'll get my team of scientists onto this. Hang on. You have a minute. bank card. Somebody can keep using that until the bank card's cancelled. Right? That's the thing. This virtual currency that we currently have virtual currency. It's called a debit card. Right? And when we use a but debit card, but that's controlled card, by central authority, the bank. Whereas Bitcoin isn't. It's well. It, and what is it? What? Well, Bitcoin's not okay. There's two different things here. Hmm. The, the currency itself isn't controlled by the bank. It's con- in this case, in but our the, case, it's controlled by government the and the bank of England. The administration of the currency. But we're not talking the about the, the we're, we're not talking about administration of a currency. We're talking about administration of an account, and an account that contains a value that is the nominal amount of money for that currency value. Now, if I have a Second Life account and it has two thousand Linden dollars in it. Mm. I might be able to go and buy other things in Second Life and trade them back for yes. other things yeah. and make revenue. But <coughs> as soon as I transfer those dollars back into pounds, that's where I pay a certain amount of tax. If I transferred those dollars into Bitcoin and there's Bitcoin into World of Warcraft gold, there's no sales tax process going on. Now, if I have a Second Life account and they close down my account with 2,000 Linden dollars in it, I haven't lost any actual currency in terms of a legal commitment there's no I gave them two thousand pounds and they gave me nothing back that hasn't happened so what's the legal position now you would say well actually you've got a you've, you've got a civil issue with Linden you've got a, a civil issue with that provider now with a Bitcoin there's being zero people in control of what you have in your wallet there's no accounts for somebody to close down now, I can't be shut out of Bitcoin because my wallet is part of the network of other coins so it has to be there or at least it has to be, it is a thing in its own right 
somebody takes the file that represents my wallet and they have my passphrase for that wallet, they can access it and trade those coins to another wallet. Yes. But what they can't do is if I have a number of wallets of which you steal one, they can't get to the rest. Yes. Whereas if you steal my wallet, you can get to the coins that are immediately inside my wallet, yes. plus my debit card. Why the debit card? Because the debit card, once you've got the debit card, you could go ahead and use that to make purchases. That then you can access access a debit card with a Bitcoin wallet. No, no, we're not talking about Bitcoins, we're saying theft. We're saying if right, you steal okay. my wallet, <laughs> you have money in the wallet and you have a debit card. You yeah. can spend the money in the wallet immediately. Yes. And the debit card you can spend until it gets cancelled. Yes, even if it goes into With debt. a Bitcoin if wallet, yes. you have all the money that's in there. That's all the money that you can lose if somebody takes it. Yes. With a Bitcoin wallet, if I have a number of wallets yeah. and you steal one wallet, you around. can't get access to the other wallets. Absolutely. Yes, agreed. Yes. So it's ring fencing. Yes. But it ring fences from everybody. It even ring fences from being able to. You know, at the moment, if there's a criminal investigation, let's say that your uh, your your earnings are garnered, and so you have to pay legally are required to pay a set amount of money. They can approach the bank and say, when money arrives in this account, you have to pay it out to this account. Yeah. And they can legally do that. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to legally do that with yeah. a bitcoin. Yeah. Huge implications yeah. for legal process. Yeah. Great. great. Stuff it to the man. But there we go. Well, Nick, it's 39, 35 us, minutes. If you want to pay us in bitcoins as a donation, <laughs> do we, we will work it, I have a bitcoin account. I can work out how to do that for you. We will accept bitcoin. And I'll work out how to do that. Okay. Here I've, got, I've got a bitcoin wallet as well. So we've got two wallets. We have. The trouble we have is bringing our wallets down here and paying those bitcoins over the counter. <laughs> <laughs> but let's lobby this ca- ca- coffee shop and say you should Where have we been? Bitcoin. We haven't talked about Carmela Deli. Tell us about the, this We're venue. In Carmelo Deli, which is in the Carfax, yeah. uh, which is a, it's a sort of an offspring of the Carmelo restaurant, which we were at in a previous show. Yeah. Uh, they've opened if you remember people, that's when the Google truck went by. Indeed, indeed. But didn't photograph us, sadly. So we're in, we're in Delhi now, which provides a large range of Italian Sicilian foods. Italian and Sicilian foods. In jars pastas, and cans. Makes jars and cans. Bags. And it's, so it's... it's it's fantastic. There's, a, there's a, a, a large display of very traditional Italian wines, liqueurs, and spirits, and so forth. And um, I'd just say, get, get in here. It's, it, they serve great coffee. It's a wonderful ambience. Mm, it's and, very nice. And it's, uh, it's another one of the cafes in Horsham that's recently opened up that I feel uh, is gaining a large amount of support simply for the quality of the service and the staff that are here. It's, Do it's we have really a, an independent um, little sort of cafe. I, I believe there are there are one or two others as well, aren't there? So it's worth there's, coming there's, up again. There's, so. there's a couple more we can go to as well. Fantastic. Okay, well, look, I've been Andy White, Aka Dr. Pod. It's been okay. great to see you again, folks. And um, remember, donations, please, so that we can keep doing the coffees. And I have been Nick Butler, Loudmouth Man of loudmouthman.com. This has been Social Media White Noise. As usual, visit socialmediawhitenoise.com. Look at the donations button, click on that, send it through. And thank you very much for spending this time with us today. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Social Media White Noise, brought to you by Andy White, Aka Dr. Pod, and Nick Butler, Aka Loudmouth Man. Please visit www.socialmediawhitenoise.com where you can leave comments, listen to the show straight from the webpage, and subscribe for free. Email us at ulot at socialmediawhitenoise.com. Follow us on Twitter, Dr. Pod and Loudmouthman. We'd like to thank the coffee shops of Sussex, social media and technology, without whom this show would not be possible. 
See you soon. Peace.